Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for you. Thursday, the date, January 12th, the year 2023, year of Larry. Oh, gee, did it hurt? No, does this? Oh, Oh, Larry. It is right to give Larry fine thanks and praise. Just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report, a brand new show for this Thursday. First and foremost, before we get going, special shout out to our four-star generals who are with us as we speak, watching us record this show live. And we uh, we gave them some uh, knowledge we before did. we, we even started, started rolling tape here for the show. So <laughs> they're already ahead of the game. Already ahead of the game. I'm going to lose money on this show because I'm giving away so much good stuff. <laughs> I didn't know you could keep it for uh, money later on. (laughs) Yeah, I bank it. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Today's show, kids, Mm. all I can say is you picked an excellent one to listen to. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why, sir. Thursdays, of course, are very sexy here at the Ralph Report. Ralph Sex University, a a truly educational sex university today. Going to help some people out there who who use a certain item in their sex lives. Okay. I'll tease you with that. Chip clip? (laughs) A what now? A chip clip? Like the clip you use the, to seal off an open bag right on there. of Fritos? Yeah. Why would I clip that onto my penis? I don't know. Some people are weird. <laughs> Not as weird as you, apparently. Clit chip? A clit chip? Clip clip? Clit clip? That's a tongue twister. Are you drunk? I might be. Clit clip. There we go. All right. Moving on. Sounds like a procedure that you get in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Doctor, my clit is too large. <laughs> Can you give me just a little clit clip? It's a clit tuck. Uh, what else we got? Entertainment news. Of course, your phone calls. Born to be alive. Who was born on this day Who throughout was? history? And we will pay tribute to those people. So much good stuff ahead. Why don't we jump right into it? Uh, when we do the live shows with the four-star generals watching along, what we like to do is mm-hmm. uh, do the drawn in 60 seconds. Oh, that's right. Because it gives folks a chance to see Eddie Pence work his magic live right mm. in front of their eyes before we post the uh, sketch afterwards. So we're going to kick the show off with today's Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 Seconds, what's Eddie going to sketch now? Draw it up, baby. What's Ralph's all going to be about? Eddie, put the paper, make a scream and shout. It's Drawn in 60 Seconds, what's Eddie going to do now? On Monday's show, we were talking about Susat. Susat. Which is a thick Inuit. Oh, yeah. Fish guts. Soup. Yeah. No, it's not fish guts. It's seal. Oh. It's seal made with barley, and it's all uh, boiled together into a thick, rich soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. And you balked at the idea of seal. I did. So much so that Eddie being a man of the world, made a suggestion to the Inuits how they should change their lifestyle and diet. They should get something else. Get some chickens. 
don't think Have you can chicken soup. You can't raise chickens when it's negative 87 degrees outside. I'll get some fur jackets for the chickens. Good idea. Make clothes for the chickens. That sounds much simpler chicken than just clothes. hunting the seals. Dear God. <laughs> yes. In his infinite feasibility, he has suggested the Inuits make tiny little winter clothes for the chickens that they raise out there on the ice floe so they can have chicken soup instead of seal meat soup. Yeah. Well, you can take the ch jacket off before you kill them. Oh, I would hope so. So you can reuse the jacket. You don't want to get chicken blood no. all over a you tiny little jacket. You want to reuse it for the other chickens. Made out of little, little walrus skins. Um, that gave this listener a great idea. Ralph, Eddie, Steve, Queen Jay with the magic, Gilbert and the crew, Happy New Year, 2023, Year of Larry, drawn in 60 seconds. We got to see, this is Nate from Waltham, yeah, uh, the, uh, chicken clothes for the uh, Greenlandic chickens. Yeah. Yeah, I need to see Eddie's chicken clothes. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye. That's today's request. A uh, and this a, a Greenlandic chicken, Greenlandic chicken, clothes. all toasty warm, dressed up in its winter clothes <laughs> that Eddie thinks the Inuit should dress their chickens in. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. We have a timer that lasts exactly sixty seconds. One minute. We'll play that while Eddie sketches, and I usually talk about something that's been on my mind. Uh, and then we'll take a look. We'll all see it together. If you're a four-star general, uh, we'll see it together. What Eddie's sketch looks like. I, I'm th thinking this could be a fairly wholesome sketch this might week. Might be. I won't be taking anything to the face. There are unlike, unlikely to be many penises involved. May a penis yeah, in my head Maybe right a now. penis. All right, let's get into it. Speaking of the new year and things, I don't know, being an uphill struggle, it seems to me more this year than any other. There's only two reasons for that. Either we had particularly good holiday seasons, and so being on the other side of that, and uh, I usually tend to get the, the winter blues after the holidays are over, or we've all just been so beaten down for so long now that we're having a hard time just moving forward with our lives. That's why I think it's more important now than ever for you to exercise some self-care. Get, get rest. Exercise. Maybe make a change for the better in your diet. Take better care of yourself because, you know, they say as the body goes, so goes the mind. So if we all make just small changes, little efforts to live a, a kinder life to ourselves, our mental health will improve as well. I'm going to try. We'll see. All right. I wonder what a Greenlandic chicken looks like when it's all dressed up for crisp for winter. <laughs> there are chickens in little parkas, and then there's a, a hungry Inuit there with a knife and fork ready to just... He's very excited about the chickens he's going to eat. Ready to dig in. No seal anywhere. No seal anywhere. That's wholesome. There's no penis. It's very wholesome. That could be an uh, illustration in a children's book. <laughs> Are there igloos in Greenland? I I don't know. Greenlandic igloos? I, I'm I'm reticent to say out of fear of Have I done something racist? Racism, yes. I think 
I don't know. I don't believe they live in igloos any longer. It's a chicken coop igloo. It's a chicken coop igloo. It's a chicken igloo. Chicken glue. It's a chick glue. It's not... Yeah, that's not racist. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably is. Probably I've is. offended someone. We'll probably be canceled. That's fine. This might be the last Ralph that's report. That's fine. So as always, this weekend, we're going to find a worthy charity, and we will raffle off this original piece of art, suitable for hanging in your children's bedrooms, by the way. Oh, this one is for sure. That rarely happens. Uh, we'll pick a good charity and let you know what that is, and then we'll raffle it off over the weekend. Thanks to Eddie Pence's talent and Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 Seconds. Starring Eddie Pence. Now let's turn all our attention to you, the Garmy members. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All I got to do is dial up the number, 1-833. Hi, Ralph. Then you're on. It's your turn to leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. Then I listen to them all, every single voicemail message. I grab a handful that catch my attention, and we put them out here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your I gotta, I gotta take a drink. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, when the four stars are in the house, I treat it like a big cocktail party. Yeah. And so I allow myself drinks during the show. Right. And so I realized in that moment before we got into this, you never stopped the show for the drinks. Yeah, I didn't before, but I really before we got into this button-heavy segment <laughs> that I would be going a lengthy period of time without alcohol, <laughs> and I didn't like it. I didn't like well, the feeling of knowing that. You, you made the call. I love to ride on the drinking board. Let's get to our first phone call. John called in yesterday uh, for One Hit Wonder Wednesday. I played one of my least favorite songs in history, yeah. Feelings by Morris song. Albert. It's an awful, really awful song, song yeah, yeah. that was wildly popular in the late 1970s. He uh, He's calling me out, and he's absolutely right. Ralph, John from currently Anchorage, Alaska. You were talking about uh, your oh-so-favorite song, Feelings. Uh, on yesterday's show, but you and you covered all the uh, you know covers of different bands that did covers, mm-hmm. but you forgot to mention the best one, which is the Offspring. Yes. So I know you hate the song, but uh, I think you should do a quick revisit and listen to the Offspring's version. Thanks, man. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I accept your scorn. You're absolutely right. I did talk about all those covers. Even played Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman singing. (laughs) And I completely forgot that The Offspring did their own version of Feelings, which is my favorite version. So I should have remembered. I apologize. I love The Offspring. Noodles, hell, he's been on the show, for God's sakes. So here's a little taste of The Offspring's version of Feelings, the best one yet. So uh, hunt that down and listen to it its entirety. It's freaking <laughs> magical. 
When you call and you leave a timestamp regarding the show, I am powerless. I must pull the show up, find that moment in the show, and then listen to what you're referring to. Hey there, boys and girls. Timestamp, 1527. Love you, mean it, bye. Imagine my dismay when I discovered I was the cause. Oh, you. I oh. was the cause of this particular timestamp. We were talking about the racist commercial for Calgon Water Softener. Uh -huh with the uh, the uh, Chinese couple running the laundry. Yes. Because that's what they do. You know, Chinese people wander, yeah. they launder Whitey's clothes. That's what they, that's, that's, that's their job. Do. That's what they do. And I may have been a little confused. Calgon was a water softener ingredient that you're supposed to put in your dishwasher right. that made your laundry detergent more effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You probably don't put it in your dishwasher to make your clothes cleaner. <laughs> That. that would probably be less effective than actually putting it in the clothes washer with the, uh, True. With the clothes. That would make more so, sense. So uh, a lot of people caught that one. I made a bunch of mistakes yesterday. I called Josh Freeze, John Freeze. I got some shit John Freeze is a quarterback in the NFL, I, I think. I think that's why uh, that yeah. name stuck in my head. And I missed Chargers, I believe, at one point. I misspoke. So uh, what? I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, I'm struggling. It's a tough two weeks, man. The year of Larry has been a challenge for me. It's been a year of Larry. But uh, I'll try to do better. Yesterday, no, the day before, we played <laughs> Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy uh -huh. as our happy hit. Right. And we got into the conversation, as we have done before, about people in show business who really have no business making music. It's mm -hmm. not their strong suit. No. I love it when the Garmi teaches me something. I did not know this was the reason Eddie Murphy recorded that album and single. Hey, Ralph. This is Matt from Novi. Um, basically, I was just uh, catching up on yesterday's episode. And um, the reason we got Eddie Murphy's party all the time is because it was a bet between um, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Richard Pryor said, man, you can't sing. So... They made a million-dollar bet. And if you look at the uh, album jacket, it says in the bottom, I still remember our bet. So that's how and why we got Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Thanks for listening. LMB. Bye. Eddie Murphy recorded that album just to prove that he could sing to Richard Pryor and win a million-dollar bet. <laughs> I remember hearing that somewhere. I just couldn't remember who he made the bet with. What it must be like to have the kind of money where yeah. you're wagering with your friends to the tune of a million dollars yeah, and for that, something goofy. But it becomes a hit song. So you're making money, and, and you're then making you're money. making money. Some people, uh, Some people have indeed. all the money. Then along those same lines, we played um, Bruce Willis's song, Oof. Respect Yourself, from yeah. his album, The Return of Bruno. That um, Apparently this listener had never heard that before, and he had a question about the lyrics. Hey, Ralph. How's it going? Um, I was listening to Wednesday's podcast, and I heard the Bruce Willis song. And does, is that lyric, does he say, get wipe the shit off your face or get the shit off your face? Does he really say that? Let me know. We haven't had a Mr. Lyric in a while, <laughs> but no. In fact, Bruce Willis does not say, get the shit off your face <laughs> and respect yourself. I'm going to play you the audio of the little clip and then I'll tell you what he actually says. Take your shit off your face, boy. It's a friend of the day. 
says, take the sheet off your face, boy. Uh -huh. It's a brand new day. You're waking up to right. a brand new day. So you're taking your sheet off of your face That's before you sleep. Before you get out of bed. Yeah. Take the sheet off your face. Right. Not the shit. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sheet. Sheet. Not shit. Take the sheet off your face. It looks like our happy hits for a while are going to come from people who are not necessarily known for their uh, musical talents. Okay. However, this particular person is enormously talented when it comes to singing and music. And he did record a couple albums, and I'm happy to play it. I'm more happy that we're uh, hearing from our friend Don, who we haven't heard Ooh. from in a while. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve. Miss Queen J. It's Don, your favorite phone sex operator. Sorry for the long absence, but I was listening to today's show and realized I would love for you to play me a happy hit. Um, we've been talking, or you've been talking a lot about celebrities and their music, and I was wondering if you could play Tim Curry's We Do the Rock. Um, I love you. Mean it. Bye. All right. First of all, right? Man. Come on. Is that just how she normally talks? I like, think that's just so. how she sounds. That's just, she goes around just sounding like that. She has like a trail of horny people behind her wherever just, she goes. Just a wake of boners. The poor teenage kid working the drive through. Oh, can you imagine? Just, he's already got a boner. I'd like eight piece McNuggets. <laughs> what happened to the kid? That's it. Did his penis explode? Like his, dip his dick in the fryer, man. He had to put it in something <laughs> warm. <laughs> oh, Don, thanks for reaching out. It's been too long since we've heard from you. Yes, the great Tim Curry. A lot of people don't know that he released or released several albums of music. Oh, he did? I didn't know. This song, I Do the Rock, is from 1979 from his album Fearless. And it was his most commercially successful album. The single even reached the Billboard Top 100, number 53, I think. Anyway, it's a great tune. It's odd. Tim Curry was kind of a weird dude, is kind of a weird dude. Yeah. Sadly, now, of course, he's still suffering from the uh, results of a stroke he yeah. recently had. But he does this entire song in an accent. I can't quite put my finger on what accent. It's kind of Russian, but also German, and a little Jamaican as well Weird. throughout it. However, it's a great tune. It's a banger, as the kids say. Here's today's happy hit, I Do the Rock by Tim Curry. He did sit well giving readings, 14 Moscow Road. Osbert giving champagne parties, Sashi's got dick gold. Gertrude's hanging pictures, Alice making tea. Me, I do the only thing that still makes sense to me. I do the rock. I do the rock, rock. John and Yoko farming beef, raising plotting quota. Sometimes they make love and art inside the Dakota. Rodney's feeling sexy, Mick is really frightfully bold. Me, I do the only thing that stops me going old. I do the rock. I do the rock, rock. I do the rock, rock, rock. Well, it's 
Nets and fields exposed, built a barbed prison. Nietzsche six feet under, but the baby still got rhythm. Einstein celebrating ten decades, but I'm afraid philosophy is just too much responsibility for me. I do their out. Weird, right? That's an odd song. But in the best possible way, yeah. weird. It almost sounds like a Lou Reed tune or like one of those. It's so, I can't place it, but it sounds, it's, there's a familiarity to it. Yeah, uh, I dig it. So there you go, Don. That's today's happy hit. Thanks for calling in. Thanks to everybody who called. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but that can only happen if you pick up the damn phone and call me. You know what I always say, Eddie? Yeah. I always say everyone is born. Uh-huh. But not everyone truly lives. No. But these motherfuckers, mm -hmm. they took life by the balls and shook it around. Put, put a clip on it. They <laughs> a clip clip. They gutted life like like Phoebe opening up that lamb toy and just <laughs> pulling the stuffings out. These are all jokes for the four stars now. I just realized no one knows what we're talking about. These people were all born. I say born. Mm. Yes. Born to be alive. Born. 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 Born to be alive. Born today throughout history on January 12th in the year 1579, Jan Baptist van Helmond. Oh, Helmond. Hel Helmond. Helmond. Oh, Helmond? Helmond. Helmond. Jan Baptist van Helmond. Flemish chemist. Flemish chemist? <laughs> it's a Flemish chemist. He was the guy who discovered the boiling point oh, temperature. Okay. Think about it. So you put a thermometer in water. Oh, put my fire God. under it. You are you waited. A, you are a relentless cunt. How dare That's you? That's the lamest thing to be known it, for. Is it for gener for thousands of years? Man would just put stuff on a fire and wait for it to boil. Right. Thinking probably, well, when it boils, it boils. This guy came up with the exact with temperature that you needed to, come up to with get it. something to boil. He was the one who figured it out. That's remarkable. Was there a thermometer before him? Did he invent the thermometer? He didn't invent the thermometer. So he just put no. a thermometer in hot water. <laughs> He's the guy who figured it out. Right, Nobody no. else thought this, of that. This isn't noteworthy. He gets points for that. No, it, no. If he invented the thermometer for the sole purpose of finding out the boiling point, then yes. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is not nineteen. Yan, mm -mm. sixteen twenty-eight. Charles Perrault. I guess he's French. They're so probably Charles Perrault. 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 French author, mm -hmm. born on this day in Paris, France. Mm -hmm. He, interestingly enough, yeah, wrote under a nom de plume, as oh, they say. Okay. He wrote fairy tales. Do you have any idea how he identified himself when he wrote? As fairy tale people? Fairy he wrote fairy tales. Who did he say he was? The tales of what author? What, what nom de plume did he use for his fairy tales? Hank Grimm? <laughs> no, there were actual Grimm's. The Grimm brothers were a I thing. He was Mother Goose. Oh, Mother Goose. Yes. Okay. Charles Perrault wrote as Mother Goose, mm -hmm. creating a lie. 
for children everywhere, yep. thinking there was an old lady who was a goose. Well, my writing world stuff, shattered, right? Now. 1729, Lazaro Spallanzia, Spallanzani. Spallanzani. Spal it always, I'm always interested how you try to contribute with pronunciations of names well, when you're not looking at it well, and you have no idea who I'm talking the, about. There's so many, there's only so many sounds. True. So I'm maybe I hit the right sounds. Maybe. Right? Lazaro Palanzani. Palanzani. Hey, how you go? I'm Lorenz Lazaro Palazzani. I'm an Italian physiologist and a biologist. I come up with this. Nobody thought it before me. Uh -huh. People used to think that things would grow from inanimate matter. Okay. Like when you had a garbage and then the maggots would have come. I think the People garbage gave birth to the just maggots. Spontaneous, uh, spontaneous, uh, what do you call it? Maggots? Spontaneous generation is what they call it. <laughs> and I said, no, that cannot be. There must be a thing that lead to a thing that a thing. Uh, just stuff don't just happen. I it was me. I come up with that idea. <laughs> so he sat there and watched garbage. Wow. Is what he did. Wow. Is that is that what you're saying? He watched garbage. Unreal. He watched a fly he going to a garbage bag. He changed the way we look at the world. Hmm. People agreed that creatures would just spontaneously erupt from inanimate matter. And he said, no, there no, must that. be a source for this that is okay. that is the reproduction cycle. So he just had common sense, <sighs> is what you're saying. Hey, listen, I'm a Lazarus Balazari. I'm going to like you right now. So I'm going to give you... So you're taking credit for common I'm sense. I'm going to give you a bip right. right in the oh, okay, eye. Okay. Your eye going to... When the moon hits you, I like a bigger pizza pie. And someone has to make that pizza pie. It's not going to just erupt from nothingness. Two kings of Sicily were born on this day. Uh -huh. Ferdinand I in 1751 and Ferdinand II in 1810. What are the odds two kings hmm. for Sicily would be born on the Ferdinands. exact same day? And they're both Ferdinands. And they're both I think they're related. I'm hmm. guessing they're related. Hmm. Uh, John Singer Sargent, great American painter, born on this day in 1856, got into big trouble in his career. Did he? In the 1800s, he, port he uh, did a portrait of a young socialite. Uh-oh named Madame Gautreau, but he hid her identity and just called her Madame X. Uh -huh. And he painted her mm -hmm. in a dress uh -oh. that showed her shoulders. No. And society lost, lost. its mind. Wow. Pornography. Making, making her look like a whore. Such a whore. With her shoulders out there oh. for anybody to see. Thank God those ankles were covered. Oh, thank God. 19, excuse me, 1876, great American writer Jack London was born. He was the first American author to become an international celebrity thanks to his fiction, and he earned a large for fortune from writing as well. He wrote for magazines, wrote a lot of commercial fiction. Of course, his most famous work, Eddie, was set in Alaska and the Yukon during the Klondike Gold Rush. Ah, yeah. And that book was called... The Milky Way. Nope. Why would they be called The Milky Way if it took place in Alaska and the Yukon? Well, I was trying to think of a candy bar, and that's the one that came to my head. Like Klondike bar. Oh, I see. But I didn't want it to. I, that was too on the nose. Gotcha. The Klondike bar. Gotcha. So I went can't, uh, Milky Way. Call of the Wild. Ah, the Call, Call of, of the Wild. wild. Okay. Gold also, Rush would be a better and name. And White Fang also. Ooh, White Fang. White Fang he also That'd wrote. be a good movie. It was. They it already, was? They already was made it. Was it a good movie? It was a good movie. Okay. 1884. Texas Ginnon was her name. She was a vaudeville singer, a silent film actress, but most importantly, she became 
one of the biggest proprietors of speakeasies in America right. during Prohibition. Nice. She became the toast of the town in New York City and other major cities where she would have these secret locales where people in the 20s would go to party and drink the bathtub gin and <laughs> do the water. And the flappers would come out Toilet and gin. shake their tassels. Speakeasies are cool. Oh, so cool. I wish I was, cool. I would go back to that time in a minute. You ever been to that one that's at the Stella Adler Theater right there on Hollywood Boulevard? The heck you say? No. There's a, there's a speakeasy back in there. If you're behind the stage, they have the, the, it looks like a hallway, but the door opens up and there's they still have a functioning speakeasy in there. It's kind of cool. Do, do they serve liquor there? Yeah, it's like, like a bar? That's, that's where they have the after parties after you do a play there or whatever. How do I get in there? I don't know. I guess do a play at the Stella Adler Theater. I don't want to go through all that. I just want to give this the secret password. Right, it's really cool. It's a really cool speakeasy. Hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. They had cool. one in Hollywood I used to go to. Um, it was in the back of a restaurant. Yeah. And you had, there was a sliding little slider thing where the guy's eyes yeah. would come up. And you had to know the password to get back there. Oh, that's cool. Three of spades, three of aces. No, three, three of aces. aces. That's three not, of aces. That's not a card at all. I think it was a three of spades, three of hearts or something. I can't remember. Anyway, I should open one. You should totally open one. Because it's illegal anyway to, right. to sell booze without a license right. or whatever. So I should just you could actually go all in. Why not? The Batcave. Make the, turn the Batcave into a speakeasy. You, I mean, you still haven't gotten the folding bookcase to I get know, in here. I got to get a door on this place. So a long list of things I have to do. Uh, Paul Herman Mueller was born. Okay. On this day in 1899, he was the Swiss chemist who discovered that DDT was a potent insecticide. Oh, it's a great finishing move, too. <laughs> Not a wrestling thing. Yes, DDT is. was an, a pesticide. Ask Jake the Snake Roberts if it's a finisher or not. That they used on um, plants yeah. that insects were eating, and it raised the production of food around the world. Right. Sadly, it turns out that it was poisoning everyone, so they they banned it in 1972. Yeah, because you have all that food, no people to eat it. That's right. Interestingly enough, the res the residue of DDT is still being detected in foods grown as recently as the early 2000s. Wow. It's just in the ground, and there's nothing anybody can is do. Is it toxic it. at the levels it's at now? Probably not, not. Not right. toxic at these levels, but, but it's, still find it's, it's crazy that the shelf life of this poison Oof. is uh, seemingly infinite. All right, in 1906, Tex Ritter, American country western singer, one of the pioneers of country music, was born on this day in 1906, probably best known for singing the theme song to High Noon, the famous Western High Noon with Gary Cooper. Do not forsake me, oh my darling. On this our wedding day. Tex Ritter later went on to a big television career and then became the patriarch of a family of performers, including John Ritter was his oh. son. Wow. Interestingly enough, Tex Ritter died from a uh, an aneurysm. Yeah, the same as John. Ritter well, it was did. genetic, right? Yeah, it was yeah. genetic. Crazy. Mm. He can also be heard today as the voice of Big Al, the animatronic bear at Disney's uh, Country Bear Jamboree. Still, yeah. Oh wow, he's the voice of Big Al. Nineteen twenty-five. Catherine Scotty McGregor, an American actress, was born. She best known for playing Mrs. Olsen on Little House on the Prairie. Okay. She was the wife of the proprietor of Olsen's Mercantile. Right. She was a bitch. Was she? And her kid was a bitch. All the Olsens, except for old man Olsen, who just seemed like he just wanted to the, die. Re the release of sweet death. I don't want to live in the frontier he anymore. He had a bitch of a wife who was already in everybody's business, and his daughter was just a harridan. A harridan? A harridan. Wow. 
I'm pulling out You're all pulling the words out the tonight. Old fucking dictionary. She was awful. Mm. Little Nelly, Nelly Olson. I don't remember the show. I remember the How beginning. How dare I you? I remember the beginning of the show. Just children running through, through weeds. Through the field, yes. But there but was more to the show than running through weeds. I don't know if I weeds. ever sat through a whole episode of Little it House. It was life. Was it? Because you don't sound like happy about it. Well, because. You hated the Olsons. Because Mary and Half Pint had to put up with all these this Olsen bullshit. It used to make me furious. <laughs> it didn't seem like you enjoyed it. When I was a kid uh, on vacation, my parents took us to Los Angeles oh. for the very first time. Okay. And so dad, working for Paramount Pictures, got a VIP tour of the lot. Yeah. And so we were touring the lot, and they were shooting interiors to Little House on the Prairie oh. on the lot. So I got to meet uh, Karen Grassley, who played uh, Ma. Yeah. And I got to meet... Um, Melissa Gilbert, who played yeah. Half Pint. Right. And then Mar uh, Melissa Sue Anderson right. played uh, Mary. Okay. I got to meet them all. And I got to take a piece of candy out of a jar at Olsen's really? general store. Really? Was it good yes. candy? It was good candy. Mm. Yeah. So I have a special place in okay. my heart. Okay, well, I'm glad you enjoyed for it. For those people. 1930, Tim Horton, great American. Not American at all. He's a Canadian. He's a Canadian ice hockey player. Joe Starbuck. One of the great defensemen in the NHL. Played for 24 seasons. I don't know how those athletes play like that sport for that long. Played for the Maple Leafs, the Rangers, the Penguins, and the Sabres. And then, of course, he was the co-founder of Tim Horton's restaurant yes. chain. Tim Bits. Man, I could eat a box of Tim Bits right now. <laughs> 1935, the amazing Kreskin was born. Oh, yeah, Kreskin. Kreskin used to be on every talk show all the time yeah. at a certain period in American history. And you always say... Uh, I I will find my check. You hide my check, and I'll find it. And if I don't find it, you don't you don't have to pay me for this appearance. Right. That was like his big shtick. <laughs> and he always found his check because well, he's magic. He's not. Though. He was magic. How does he do he that? He was amazing. He's still alive, by the way. Is he? Yes. No. Believe it or not. How old is he? He's in his eighties. Wow. Nineteen forty-one. Long John Baldry, great British blues vocalist was born on this day. Here's one of my favorite tunes of his. Everything is gonna work out tight If you act like you've been told Just don't try to lay a boogie-boogie I'm the king of rock and roll Smoking Joe Frazier, born on this day in 1944. Great heavyweight champion, of course, and Olympic gold boxer as well. 1946, Cynthia Robinson of Sly and the Family Stone was born. Tom Dempsey, all pro NFL kicker was born on this day. He uh, kicked for many years for the Saints. Yep. Also kicked for the Eagles for a short Did period he? of time. Yeah, Old I remember foot. him in the 70s. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, the Oilers, and the Bills is where he finished his career. He had a right foot that had no toes on it. Yeah, it's like half a foot. He had half a foot yeah. and no fingers on his right hand. Oh, okay. And so they built him a special boot. Yep. For him to kick with. It's like kicking with a hammer. And it had a flat yeah. front. It's like kicking with a sledgehammer. And other teams would say, that's a that's a cheat because a he's got a he's got a flat foot. A little bit. It's not though. They did like a scientific experiment and it turned out that it wasn't any more it might have been actually more difficult to kick with a flat foot than yeah. it would have with a pointed. He held a foot. record up until recently. Yeah, 63 yeah. yarder, yeah. I think. 
Uh, speaking of football, Drew Pearson. Boo. Ugh. Dallas Ugh. Cowboy wide receiver, born on this day in 1951. As was Kirstie Alley, who just recently left us. Of course, Rebecca from Cheers. 1951 was also the birth year of Larry Hoppins. It is the year of Larry. So many Larry. Larry Hoppins, lead singer and founding member of the band Orleans, was born on this day. Nineteen sixty-two, Joe Casada, who for a long period of time was the editor in chief over at Marvel Comics. Okay, yeah, he was born on this day. Jeff Bezos. Oh, Amazon. Amazon, the Washington Post. I mean, what doesn't he own at this <laughs> point? Future Commanders owner, maybe. That's right. He might own your football Him team. Him and Jay Z and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Can't wait. Born on this day in nineteen sixty-four. Okay, you know what we do now. We find a food related to someone who was born on this day. And we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something that he'd be willing to eat, or at the very least, stick up his ass, then pull out. No. It's kind of sad you <laughs> it took it out. It was kind of sad. You seemed like you missed it. I was comfortable with it in there. Here's how we find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Those reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match... Jackpot. And that means Eddie Pence is indeed eating the food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> he's not going to eat the food. No. So far, he's only eaten one thing. It was chocolate. And it was chocolate. Well, you've given me a year. bunch of garbage. And that's not garbage. It's all food. Fucking seal it's all legit and food. fish intestines. Legit food. <laughs> it's all real. No. People eat it. And have for on the brink of starvation, hundreds of years. You eat it? No, not on the brink of not starvation. Not of joy. It the you don't think people get joy out of these foods? No, just because you gut, don't. The fish gut thing? No, it's 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 a very garros or garus. Garros, garros. It's a very tasty addition. It's not the tasty. There's reason people put all. it on everything. It's like ketchup for some people. Oh, all right. We're gonna. Uh, who? We, what are we doing now? Did yeah, I do the you, thing? You did the thing. Okay. Just got talk about it now. We should try to sell the Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Try, try like have him put it in Vegas. Oh yeah, like a licensing deal. And then everyone who listens to the Ralph Report, they go to Vegas, like, yeah. oh my god, they have an there Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. A They'd long sit line down, for it. And then, bleh, 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 bleh. like every time the <laughs> every time <laughs> the reel stops, coins shoot out of my mouth. And then, right, if you win, bleh, 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 just vomit up coins. <laughs> I'd play that all day. In 1918, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was born. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, Mahesh Yogi rather, was the Indian guru who developed transcendental meditation. You've heard of that, I've right? heard of that. You've heard yes. of TM. Yes. Some people swear by it. I've always been curious about it. Me too. And I, I have these moments where it'll, I'll run across it and I'll go, I really need to look into that. That sounds really helpful. And then I forget about it and I don't do anything about it. But I've heard so many people, you know who's a big practicer? Who? Jerry Seinfeld. Is he? Howard Stern. Hmm. David Lynch has an entire TM foundation and campus for teaching the skills oh. of TM. I've always been curious about it. I've just never known how to do it. And those who practice it say it is calming. It brings you joy. It gives you focus. It That's what I need. It helps their lives in innumerable ways. Joy and focus. That's right, it I sounds need. tempting, That's, I need but at the same time, so it seems much. like a lot of work. So much, because you have to get yourself to a place of stillness, right? Where your mind is not thinking about anything. Yeah, I'm already out. 
And then your mind naturally apparently goes into a state of bliss, Mm. which the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi claims is its natural tendency. That's where it wants to go. But we get in the way with all all of our bullshit. Mm. So he came up with this, the Transcendental Meditation. Here is uh, Maharish, excuse me, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi uh, talking about the basic tenets of Transcendental Meditation. The principle of Transcendental Meditation is simple. Being is bliss in its nature, is infinite happiness. Mind is always moving in the direction of greater happiness. It is the experience of everyone. Wherever the mind goes, it goes in the direction of greater happiness. And because the nature of inner being is bliss, infinite happiness, therefore, the mind during transcendental meditation takes that inward course in a most spontaneous manner. Also, I like women with huge boobs. So his mind's not completely clear, I guess, at all Maybe boobs are what bring him focus. That would be my mantra. Because, you know, you're supposed to have like a word or a phrase. Right. Boobs. 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 <laughs> I would just keep going over that in my head over and over. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the Maharishi. Okay. Famously, you may know this. You may what? recognize him from this. The Beatles went on a sojourn in the okay. late 1960s yeah, yeah. to India, and they sat at the, the feet of the Maharishi. Right. And Lennon and, and George Harrison and Ringo and Paul all got wisdom and right. enlightenment. They all got baked and sat They got very high, very high, yes. <laughs> so one of his favorite foods, the Maharishi uh-huh. says. It's a, in a picnic basket. <laughs> because his name is Yogi? Is that where that's, you're going that's, that's where with I went. that? That's where I went. It's a, <sighs> a picnic basket. Hey, boo-boo, the picnic basket. Hey, I'm smarter <laughs> than the average Maharishi. We have to do an animated series now about Maharishi Yogi, who's a bear at Jellystone Park who teaches people how to find inner bliss. He gets them to meditate while he steals their picnic bag. Hey, here's your mantra. Keep saying it over and over while I take your picnic basket. Hey. Uh, no. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Uh-huh. Not interested in picnic baskets. (laughs) He enjoyed traditional Indian food. His favorite, however, was palach paneer. Palach paneer. (laughs) I know, I said that like a Klingon. (laughs) Ichu ata. Palach paneer. Fire. (laughs) Palach, I think it's just simply palach. 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 You Klingon bastards! You killed my son! Palak Paneer. Palak Paneer. Palak Paneer. Palak Paneer. Palak Paneer. Palak Paneer. It's the longest setup really is of all time. This food better pay off. All right. Palak Paneer, <laughs> as I've said multiple times, hey. is a, a traditional Indian dish, Eddie uh-huh. Pence. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. It is consisting of paneer, which is a Indian cheese. Okay. And it is melted into a thick paste that is made from pureed spinach. 
So first they prepare the spinach by boiling it and pureeing it into a smooth mixture. Mm -hmm. Then they mix in sauteed tomatoes and onions. And then grilled cubes of paneer are added to the puree. Then they spice it with ginger, garlic, tomatoes, uh, turmeric, chili powder, and cumin. And the result is palak paneer. Uh, paneer, by the way, as a cheese, is a full-fat cheese made either by buffalo or cow milk. It's not aged, and it doesn't melt, interestingly enough. It's well, a soft cheese, but it doesn't it, melt. It couldn't melt, right? Uh, right, yeah. Uh, they make it by curdling the milk with a fruit or vegetable acid, like lemon juice, mm -hmm. and that, that creates the cheese from the milk. That's what paneer is. So there you go. Palak paneer. Eddie Pence, is that something you're going to sit down with with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and have a nice meal? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. Palak. 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 Oh, God. That Come sounds, on. That just sounds like too much. That's just too it's much. It's very simple and there's, basic. No, there's like cumin and spices. Turmeric and it's, it's basically spices and spinach and cheese. It cheese sounds to me like a cheese dip you fruit order. acid and... That's just how they make the cheese. Much, There's man. no fruit ass. Too I was, fucking much. I was explaining to you how they make the cheese. No. It's like, what is it? what's the end product? Like a pasty thing? Like a it's paste? A, it's a, it's a, Get it's a dip something it's in like it? It's like a dip. Yeah. It's like, no. it's like, it sounds to me like a dip you'd get at Friday's or Applebee's or something. It's cheese and, and spinach. No. Probably dip some naan in there and just no. go to town. It just sounds like too much. It's not like it's spinach. There's like three ingredients. How like, you listed like 17 things. Spices. It's spices, um, spinach, and cheese. Well, I don't, and I don't trust a cheese that doesn't melt. That seems <laughs> It's not odd. to be trusted or not trusted. <laughs> it's don't. Just, it just if is. If it's not going to melt under flame, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to sit there in my stomach. Oh, my God. I don't want to shit cubes of cheese. It'd be odd. That'd be a fascinating experience. Well, here we go again. Wow. Well, Another too much. swing and a miss from Eddie Pence. Too, too much. On this... Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Palak Panir Palak. Fire. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, let's take a look at entertainment news. <laughs> Take a look at entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. All right, we got we got to straighten up because okay, this is on. truly sad news. What oh, I heard: no, guitar no. legend Jeff Beck has oh, yeah, passed away sucks. at the age of seventy-eight. It's crazy. He was just on the road with Johnny Depp. They were doing a bunch of shows around the world. Oh, really? And then, according to his family, he suddenly contracted bacterial meningitis. Oh my god! Which is an infection in the brain, and now he uh, has passed away. Stay away from Johnny Depp. Now, I don't think that's the moral of the Are story sure? at all. Um, one of the greats, of course, with the Yardbirds. Yeah. One of the great guitar gods of all time, up there with Clapton and Van Halen yeah. and a bunch of other guys who are in the pantheon of great guitarists. He won Grammys for the best rock instrumental performance six times. 
inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, once as a solo artist and once with the Yardbirds. Just one of the greats. This may be my favorite piece of music of his. He did a song with uh, Rod Stewart, their longtime friends, called People Get Ready, based on the old uh, Motown spiritual. And boy, his work in that was just terrific. Here's a little bit of the late, great Jeff Beck. William H. Macy has just been added to the cast of Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. What? This is the next is this Planet part of the of, Apes is movie. Is this part of that series? Or part of there... the series, okay. yes. The Matt Reeves series, who's okay. now moved on to Batman, yeah. but he started with that trilogy right. that was wildly popular. It was uh, Pl- Rise of the Planet of the Apes, then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, then War for the Planet of the right. Apes. Now Kingdom. And now Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. And I have to say, frankly, I don't remember how the last film ended. I don't think I saw the last one. You didn't? I saw the first two. I didn't it was see really good. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Mm, uh, Jason, who's the actor? Jason Clark was the lead in it. And it was basically Caesar and, and one decent human being sort of coming to grips with how this war would be detrimental for both sides. Right. And they kind of made peace. Yeah. Woody Harrelson was in it, too. It was really good. I remember him being in it. I, I don't think I saw it. But at the end of that film... They sort of all agree just to go their separate ways and leave each other in peace. Right. So I don't know what the plot line would hmm. be for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Not that they need one because it made money, so it yes. doesn't really matter. They'll they'll make something. But uh, apparently they're going into production soon. And um, Owen Teague is going to be in it for you, Alan, Peter, Macon, and uh, William H. Mason. So I'm glad to see that you can cheat and buy your kid's way into college. Yes. And then also maintain a very popular <laughs> show business career. Mm. That's great. Although, oddly, he didn't go to jail. His wife, Felicity Huffman, went to jail. Well, they probably did somewhere like, hey, you just take the fall on this one, and then I'll get the next one. Listen, I make more money than you do. Let me just, you just go in. <laughs> They're not doing any desperate housewives reunions anytime right. soon, so feel free. James Cameron seems like a giant prick. Why would he do? He's now just thumping his chest, uh, thanking himself for bringing people back to theaters. He does love himself. Boy, he likes him. Avatar 2, in all fairness, has made nearly $2 billion yeah, at this point. Inexplicably. But he is going around claiming that the way of the water, yeah. or whatever it's called. The way of the water. The way of the, mm, the, way of the water. Many moons <laughs> go by now. We learn the way of the water. Uh, he is claiming that it's that film that is bringing people back to movie theaters. There's been a couple movies that Hello? have made some money. Uh, Top Gun, everything Marvel's ever made. Why does he think... Sp- Spider-Man No Way Home was a pretty big hit. Yeah, and it still hasn't made as much money as that movie yet. So maybe he should just slow down. his roll a little bit. There was bit. about 20 minutes of that movie that was like exciting, and the rest was just him masturbating. Here's what he said regarding uh, in an interview regarding the getting close to $2 billion dollars. I'm thinking of it in terms of we're going back to the theaters around the world. We're even going back to theaters in China where they're having this big COVID surge. We're saying as a society, we need this. We need to go to theaters. Enough with the streaming already. I'm tired of sitting on my ass. Okay. 
So without Avatar, Eddie, no one would go to movie theaters like, except for all those other people who went other. to all those other movies. I mean, he's made some of my all-time favorite movies. Really? Aliens? Yeah. Terminator? It's good. Terminator 2? Yeah. Those are some of my all-time favorite movies good, I grew up. They're good True movies. Lies was a great movie. They're good movies. I enjoyed them. These Avatar movies, I couldn't live without. But for him to think suddenly he's reinvented no. going to the movies, no. it's a little late for him to start claiming that. A little bit. A little bit. And, by the way, yeah, people have always gone for blockbusters. It's not That's not the thing that's going to save movie theaters. Yeah. People have to go to see little movies, yeah. like the Banshees of Inisherin or the Fablemans or all these movies yeah, that are getting awards that. that nobody's seen because nobody goes to the theater. Well, when you pump up your movie like you have to see this on an IMAX screen in a theater, then, yeah, of course people are going to go see that movie on an IMAX screen in a theater. He's a dick. I'll never work with him. I'm saying it officially, publicly right, right. now. I will never work You're with James cutting Cameron. Cutting ties with I James Cameron. I will not be in Avatar 4, The Way of the Jizz. I hope it gets to that point. Yeah, me too. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on January 12th. Singer Zach De La Rocha of Rage Against the Machine is 53 years old today. <laughs> Howard Stern is 69. Oh, man. Like 30 years too late for that. Yeah, I know. Oliver Platt, very talented actor, is 63. Singer Dan Hazeltine of Jars of Clay is 50. But if I can swim after 40 days in my mind, it's crushed by the crashing waves that be up so high that I can't. Musician turned movie film, movie film, movie. Wow, the movies and the film spontaneously films. turned into a movie film. <laughs> Musician turned film director Rob Zombie is fifty-eight years old. Did you watch the new uh, Monsters? The I've new Rob Zombie Monsters awful, movie. Awful, awful things about it. How? When does that ever stop you from watching a movie? <laughs> I mean, I just. I mean, I naturally won't see it, but I figured it's right in your wheelhouse. I won't not see it. I just don't have. It hasn't been given to me. All right. Someone I'm, gives me the movie. I'm going to give it to you. So you. You can review the new Munsters from Rob Zombie. <laughs> Model Vendela. Remember Vendela? No. She was hot for a minute in Who the was 80s. Vendela? She was some supermodel. I don't remember Vendela. Vendela. No. She went by one name, Vendela. I, I was all about Christy Brinkley in the 80s. Really? She was yeah. the one. She was the one. Yeah. And then I heard her talk. And then, yeah, I just don't just hear her talk. She was driving a red car in vacation. Yeah. Uh, Vendela is 56. Melanie C, Melanie Chisholm, Sporty Spice ah. herself of the Spice Girls turns 49 years old today. Has they're going to tour the states. Really? Oh, I'm you're so, there. I'm so going to go. You're going to get arrested. <laughs> Why? You're going to charge. Just for going to a you're going to charge the stage. Maybe. You're going to run up on the stage. That might happen. You will. I might be invited up on the stage. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cynthia Adai Robinson from Arrow is 38 years old. Issa 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 Ray Issa from Insecure is 39 years 38 years old. And singer Zane. 
Zane. Zane used to have a second name, but I forget what it is. He doesn't use it anymore. He was originally one of the boys from One Direction. He's 30 years old. Summer loving had me a <laughs> That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to get sexy up in here. We're going to fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning. Classes in session at Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Summer comes out there. This is uh, anonymous. Uh, sex you topic. Uh, I have been out of the condom game for over 10 years. And after 10 years, now I have to jump back into using protection. Uh, I don't know uh, much about the new condoms or what's the right fit and whatnot. So if you would uh, educate us, uh, if you already covered this topic, had it been years, but now that um, I'm back, jumping back into using condoms, uh, I am curious, uh, would you please break down the top 10 best condoms uh, if I was going to use it? I, if I'm going to be using them. I want the best type. I'm not going to go cheap, and I don't want to go for something uncomfortable. So after 10 years of not using them, uh, please uh, educate us. Uh, if you could, please cover uh, condoms for this sex university, LMB. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Condoms. Speaking of condoms, yeah. what's it like for you as a married man for now not using condoms for the first time I in was, your marriage? I was on condoms for like four or five years, and then up until last summer when I got the. What's the point of being married if you still have to use condoms? Well, I don't want to. We didn't want to have another kid. You're not that virile. I'm pretty virile. lucky. You got one out. One swimmer that made it to I, the goal. Pretty lucky. So now you're not using no, condoms. I'm not. No, I'm not. It must be a world of difference. It's amazing. Right? It's so much nicer. Yeah. Condoms have been with us for about as long as man has walked the earth, it yeah. seems like. The very first documentation of someone using a condom was King Minos of Crete in about 3000 BC. Oh, that had to be an awful condom. Well, it wasn't the condom as we know of today. Uh, it was a goat's bladder. He used a goat's bladder, interestingly enough, because uh, Pasiphae, his wife, wanted him to use the goat's bladder because his mistress died, and it was said it's because King Minos's semen contained scorpions and serpents. That was the word on the street. So she said, hey, could you wrap that thing in a goat's bladder? Because after what happened to your girlfriend, wow. I don't want to have to go through that. Wow. Egyptians used condoms. Yeah. But they were sort of just caps that went over the penis head. Oh, so they got lost up in there all the time. I have no idea how they kept them on. But they were dyed different colors to represent different strata of society. Oh. So like higher-ups had a different one color. They and had then, the gold one. Yeah, I guess, I suppose. You dip your dick in gold before you have sex. <laughs> Ancient Romans also used the bladders of animals to protect the women who were servicing a lot of the Roman soldiers yeah. and things. 
A lot of these condoms were used, by the way, to protect disease against disease, not so much against contraception, mm. which is one of the reasons we use them for today. It wasn't until Charles Goodyear, the man who invented vulcanized rubber, uh -huh. did we finally get condoms as we recognize them today. Initially, they were fairly expensive. They were made of rubber. They were they were made to size, by the way. Oh. You they get measured make, for them? They would get measured for it, and it would be specific to your size. Hmm. And you could reuse it. So you would use Ew. it. You would use it and wash it out and no. use it again. Ew. This was a serious thick piece of rubber. This wasn't so something. So no one enjoyed this. Well, the people who didn't get syphilis oh. did. People who were syphilis free probably enjoyed it. Ew. Uh, it wasn't until the 1920s when latex was invented that we met the condom that we currently know uh. of today. We live in the golden age now of condoms. <laughs> Condom use in the 20th and 21st centuries, of course, skyrocketed with the uh, presentation of HIV. Yes. It was one of the best defenses against getting that, but against all kinds of sexually transmitted diseases, people still using condoms today. And I'm glad our Garby member is thinking about safe yes. sex. Very good. And so I wanted to help him out by taking a look at the current state of condoms. You know, they're about 98% effective against STDs. Yeah. Spe some specific ones. There are other ones that, when involved with skin-to-skin -skin contact, the condom still probably won't help you. Yeah. Like herpes, for example. Right. Or uh, HPV, for example. Yeah. There are some of those that uh, still a condom won't protect against you. But most of your biggies. Yeah. Your, uh, the ones you really don't want to Your get. gonorrhea, your syphilis is HIV. Your HIV, your uh, chlamydia, mm -hmm. all, all the top, all the top ones. Here's what to look for in a condom, sir, when you're going shopping for condoms. I guess after 10 years, the condom game has changed a little bit. You probably want to know what's well, new. I had to go through it, too. When in we, the innovations. Yeah, because I we had gone without condoms forever because Trace was on the pill forever. And then we had oh. Colton, and she got an IUD, and then she couldn't do that anymore. So it was like, like I had gone without condoms for a decade or more, and then I had to get back into it. So you're scratching your head so there yeah, in was, the condom aisle. I was saying, standing there in the condom aisle going, what do I get? One what of these glow-in-the-dark. I like that movie where the guy's got a glow-in-the-dark. baby. Look for material. Find out, first of all, if you're allergic to latex. A lot of people are. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the most growing allergies I've heard in the modern society, people yes. allergic to latex. Luckily for you, there are a lot of other options. You can get polyurethane. You can get polystyrene. You can even use lambskin. Mm -hmm. However, if you do use lambskin condoms, keep in mind that they will not protect against STDs like artificial or rubber or latex mm -hmm. condoms will. Uh, it works as a contraception, They're porous, but it, it does not right. work uh, keeping out uh, STDs. You got to find the right size. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this. Condoms come in sizes. They do. The average penis is five to seven inches long. Mm -hmm. The average girth of a penis, this is where things get tricky, yes. are from 3.5 inches in circumference to six inches in circumference. It's not the length so much as the girth where the condoms are. That's where the fitting, that's yeah. where the fitting really matters. So... Uh, here's a simple test that you can use on your own penis to find out what size you should be wearing. Get yourself a toilet paper roll. Mm -hmm. Stick your erect penis into the toilet paper roll. Then take a picture of it and send it to Eddie at the Ralph Report. Please don't do that because I will forward it immediately to Ralph. <laughs> no. At the Ralph Put Report. your erect penis into a toilet paper roll, your basic toilet paper yeah. roll. If it fits snugly. Yeah then you can use a regular size condom. If you got room in there, if you're knocking around in there, yeah. it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, you need to get the snug fit condoms. Yeah. And if you can't get your penis into the 
toilet paper yeah. roll, then you need to get yourself the big boy Magnum. sizes. Magnums are popular, yes. Uh, many of them come with or without lubrication, so mm -hmm. decide what you want to do there. A lot of people like the lubrication because it adds for uh, easier insertion when it comes to yeah. uh, sexual intercourse with whoever your partner may be, be it anal or uh, or vaginal. You should always use tons of lube anyway, just yeah. to make sure, because especially when in, in, if your partner is a woman, if there's not enough lubricant, there can be uh, tearing and abrasions and stuff. So make sure things are pretty slippery down there. But nowadays, condoms have all kinds of added features. Yeah. You can get, of course, comically, they always talk about ribbed for her ribbed, pleasure. Yes. Uh, all kinds of textures now on the outside yeah, of condoms. You get the vibrating ring and stuff you like that. You can add all kind yeah. of accoutrement yes. to the condom if you want to. Uh, condoms also now have heating and cooling sensations yeah. built into them. As if, who's saying, you know what? The, the problem is my, my wife's vagina just isn't hot enough. Can we have something that can just heat that up? There's a chill. I'm getting some sriracha down there. I'm getting See a chill. Happens. I'm getting a, my penis is too cold. I don't know why you need to heat or cool your penis for sex, but I don't either. That can happen. So here are the people who actually test these things and look into them. These are the top condoms okay. on the market. The best overall condom, according to experts, is Lifestyles Skin, S-K-Y-N. That was a good one. Lifestyles Skin original non-latex condom. They suggest you use non-latex at all, if all possible, because depending on whether, how well you know your partner or not, they may have a latex allergy, and that's not something you want to present. She can get itchy down there. Exactly. Yeah. It's made from polyisoprene, which is a, uh, a sturdy, hardy material that they can reduce the, the uh, thickness yes. of the actual condom itself. So it's very thin, but very strong, and uh, probably... That's the one I was using. Great. That's actually a very good one. And all these, yeah. by the way, uh, I know the gentleman seemed to mention he wanted to spend top dollar for a condom. Get him, give me a platinum condom. But they all seem to run about 10 bucks for a dollar. Yeah, it's not that expensive. It's not that expensive. No. Uh, women prefer the Durex Performax Intense Natural Rubber Latex Condoms mm. for multiple reasons. This particular condom offers a desensitizing lubricant on the inside of the condom. Okay. So it keeps you from having an orgasm. Yeah. So you can just keep going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's why women like it. It's also textured for added pleasure. It's got ribs and bumps. Not the penis, but the actual condom itself. So uh, women seem to report that they like that one the best. Again, Durex. Durex Performax Intense Natural rubber latex condoms mm. uh men reported that they like the trojan bearskin that's the a good best. one too that's trojan bearskin yeah. lubricated latex condoms again ultra thin so it increases sensitivity for a gentleman who don't have much girth yeah the best snug fit condom is the caution wear iron grip snugger fit oh that sounds painful the iron grip i don't want iron grip. you want the iron grip all kidding aside, here's the thing. If it's too loose, yeah. everything you're using a condom for becomes pointless at yeah. that point. It's much easier to get uh, get STDs. Yes. It's not good for contraception. You have to have one that fits right. So if you're not, you know, if, you, if you're a little bit lacking in the girth department, you're better off getting a snug fit condom. And a lot of the brands make snug fits, so yeah. it's it's a, well, it's a it's a common problem. Well, on the other side, it's not too. a problem. It's not nothing. There's no shame to it. It just is what it if is. If it's too tight, it can be very uncomfortable. Yes. and not pleasurable. Right, and now we're into my neck of yes. the woods. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I have to go to Hefty. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I go to, to the I use at, a paper towel roll. The, the folks at Hefty make my condoms specifically. It's got a drawstring. It's called the Garmin. Uh, <laughs> Trojan makes a, a brand called the Magnum, of course, is the most famous of all the yes. large size condoms. It's my brand. Oh, boy. Um, you also can try a <laughs> Japanese condom that a lot of men have had uh, really? success with called Akamoto's Mega Big Boy XL. <laughs> A lot of guys like that. I think they just like ordering it at the pharmacy counter. Mega, is it bigger than the Magnum? It's a little bit bigger than the Magnum. Uh -huh. The uh, Let me try it one, one more time. The Akamoto Mega Big Boy XL is Mega the name Big of Boy. it. And then there is a black-owned and operated company called B Condoms. Okay. And they specialize, as you can imagine, in, in large size condoms. They have an XXL Woo. should you ever need... Uh, uh, that kind of help. <laughs> Durex also makes flavored condoms that are very popular. No, thank you. If you what? We tried that. It no, was fucking awful. We had candy condoms, What's edible edible condoms. These are actual condoms. Oh, like they work made of, and they taste made well. of latex, but they also have flavoring. Can't be good. So if you're trying to be safe during oral sex, which is a great idea, you should use protection if you're not familiar with your partner's status across the board. If you're trying to perform oral sex on a penis and you want to be safe and also enjoy it, you can get the flavored condoms from Dorex. But don't take a bite. They've got a variety pack where you can get uh, apple, orange, strawberry, and banana flavors. Of course, banana. And then lastly, Cucumber. if you're not quite sure oh, which kind you want, they recommend the Trojan Pleasure Pack, which is a variety pack of oh, condoms. Okay. You can try their uh, Ultra Thin, you can try the heated, the warming, mm -hmm. the cooling, mm -hmm. the ribbed. Mm -hmm. All these are available in the uh, variety pack. So you can try them all out and see which one works best for you. So there you go. Condom talk. Condoms. Yeah. Use them. Use them. Go out there and buy a couple and test them out. That's the thing, too. You can get a three-pack for like six bucks. Yeah. yeah. Try a variety of them and see which one uh, works best for you. And then you'll be, then you'll be brand loyal for the there rest you of go. your life. Eddie Fence used the uh, Snugger Fist. I did so he not. Recommends I used the big boy Iron Fist. Big, big kind. The Iron Fist was Eddie's favorite. You can check that out. That's today's Ralph Sex University. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, of course, it's a Friday. Okay. All right. Okay. That means Eddie Pence will be here with me, and Steve Ashton will be Ooh. joining us. And Queen Jay herself Ooh. will be joining us. Oh, my word, she got the magic. Queen Jay and I are going to go head-to-head. -head oh, yeah, I got to come with a quiz. On the Garmy Game Show, because so many people, thanks to Eddie Pence spreading the big lie, rigged. thought that it was rigged in my favor because she was asking the questions. Now, Eddie will ask the questions. Queen Jay and I will go against each other for a member of the Garmy to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Not included. And mm -hmm. you might hear the breakup of a relationship, right? Right? Live on the Ralph Report. I can do it. I have we the power. Can, we can just get so furious at each other. It might just all go south. <laughs> so join us tomorrow for that. Steve Ashton, the video vault segment, all that good stuff ahead. But let's face it, you can't join us if you don't take care of you. So please stay good in the hood because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until tomorrow, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye.
Aha, so I got it. Aha, bye bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. I want a nice big buck steak. <laughs>